This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is August 24th, 2019. The day was August 24th, 1972. Dr. Merlin K. Duvall, Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, announced that there would be an investigation into the Tuskegee Syphilis Study. The Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male, as it was called, began in 1932. The U.S. Public Health Service had joined with the Tuskegee Institute, a historically Black school in Alabama, to study the natural history of syphilis. At the time, syphilis and other sexually transmitted infections were a major issue in the U.S. Large-scale efforts to fight STIs had been underway since World War I, during which STIs were a common cause for disability and absence from duty in the Army. But many people living in poverty in rural areas still did not have access to treatment. When they did have access to medicine, they were often not able to afford it. The Public Health Service and the Julius Rosenwald Fund, a philanthropic foundation, collaborated in treating people with syphilis in the South in the late 1920s and early 1930s. But the Great Depression hit, and in 1932, the fund pulled out of the treatment program, which had expanded to five states. The Public Health Service did not have the resources to continue the program on its own. So instead of focusing on treatment, the PHS decided to switch directions and study the effects of untreated syphilis on living people. Black people were widely affected by syphilis, and researchers were studying racial differences in the effects of the STI. The PHS turned to the Tuskegee Institute, known for its service in Black communities, for help in launching its new study. In exchange, the PHS paid Tuskegee, trained its interns, and employed its nurses. The PHS also worked with Black community leaders to encourage participation in the study. Many people were willing to participate since they had no access to medical care otherwise. On top of that, participants got food and transportation, and family members got burial stipends. In the beginning, 600 Black men were signed up for the study, 399 with syphilis and 201 who did not have syphilis. But the participants were not told that they had syphilis. Instead, they were told that they had bad blood, a catch-all colloquialism that was used to describe several illnesses. The study was supposed to last six months. Study participants were monitored, but they were only given placebos like aspirin. That was even the case after the PHS began to give people with syphilis penicillin as treatment in 1943, and after penicillin became the recommended treatment for syphilis in 1947. The researchers wanted to track the full progression of syphilis, so they gave participants no effective care. Syphilis, left untreated for many years, can spread to the brain or eye and cause paralysis, dementia, blindness, and even death. 
Still, once local health departments began working with the PHS to track people who had left Macon County, Alabama, they too kept study participants from receiving treatment. But in the 1960s, PHS employee Peter Buxton was an STI interviewer and investigator, and he found out about the Tuskegee study and raised concerns about its ethics. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which controlled the study, determined that the study needed to continue with the support of the American Medical Association and the National Medical Association. Officials wanted to see the study through until participants died and they analyzed all the data they collected. So Buxton leaked the story. And in July of 1972, Associated Press reporter Gene Heller broke the story. The next month, it was announced that an ad hoc panel would investigate the study. The panel recommended ending the Tuskegee experiment immediately, and on November 16th, Merlin Duvall, Assistant Secretary of Health in the U.S. Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, issued an administrative order shutting it down. By then, 28 participants died from syphilis, 100 others died from syphilis-related complications, 40 spouses of participants had also been diagnosed with syphilis, and the infection had been passed to 19 children of the participants. In 1973, Senator Edward Kennedy held congressional subcommittee meetings that resulted in new guidelines for working with human subjects in U.S. government-funded studies. That same year, a class action lawsuit was filed on behalf of the participants and their families. A $10 million out-of-court settlement was reached in 1974. The Tuskegee Health Benefit Program was created and it began providing lifetime medical benefits and burial services to living participants, to spouses of the living and deceased participants, and to their children. The last study participant died in 2004. The unethical experiment ignited a deep distrust in public health institutions among Black Americans. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Keep up with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks for joining me on this trip through time. See you here in the exact same spot tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.